This is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. The official verdict from the video assistant referee, pulled by Llorente. What time do you call this? What do you mean you were snowed in? Well, at least you're here now, because we have a load to get through, including the best accents in world football, an exclusive on the first ever AI stadium, and, well, I get to sing again. So let's go! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Well, it's quite good at correctly ruling out goals and decisions that shouldn't have stood, but at the same time is kind of having a detrimental effect on the game as a whole. As was proved in the FA Cup replay this week between Spurs and Rochdale, when a first-half scoreline that read more like the shipping forecast than a game of football forced pretty much everyone to use the same VAR slash farce pun on Twitter. Lamella, 1-0. Turney. No. Var nil nil. Sunkerla. One nil. No change. Far penalty two nil. Sun complete stop. One nil. Humphreys equaliser. One one. All level at half time. What a vast. The whole of the first half was utterly confusing, with no one seemingly knowing what was going on, including Paul Tierney, who was refereeing with the confidence of your mate who's come out for a rare night out, but has to check back with his missus every five minutes. I really, I really want you to call me back. <sighs> Spurs eventually came out victorious in the end, but that wasn't enough to cheer up boss Mauricio Pochettino, who wasn't impressed with the use of video referees at all. The first half was a little bit embarrassing for everyone. I am not sure that that system is going to help. I think football is about, uh, we are talking about emotion, it's a context of, of emotion. If we are going to kill the emotion in football, I think our fans is not so happy. It is a great point. What's more important, getting a few more decisions right here and there or keeping the emotion, the passion and the excitement of the game intact? Something that, apparently, VAR seems to be taking away all too often. I can only imagine how it would kill the atmosphere in a stadium. It was confusing for us watching at home. What must have it been like for those who don't get the benefits of commentary and instant replays? At least all this ridiculousness might actually kill off the idea of VAR for good. By the way, football's authorities, IFAB, have just paved the way for VAR to be used at the World Cup. Ah, oh, bollocks. What's the point in going to a football match if you have zero idea what's going on on the pitch? You might as well go and watch ice hockey. That's about as confusing. Ironically, the weather conditions on the night would have been far more suited to that sport than it was to football, as Snowmageddon hit Wembley. Not only did this cause even more VAR confusion, with the pitch's lines being painted a dark blue before kickoff, before everyone realised that that would cause problems with the video replay system, and actually a kind of sky blue would probably work a bit better, leading me to believe that actually Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen may be heading up the FA nowadays. But it also led to a superb tweet from the Wembley Stadium account after countless fans watching on TV and in the ground asked, Why don't you close the stadium roof? 
To which at Wembley Stadium replied, For all those asking us to close the roof, our roof does not close. So unless you've got a big piece of tarpaulin you can lend us, we cannot stop it from happening. Firstly, how is a football stadium sending tweets? It doesn't even have any thumbs. And secondly, if the most high-tech solution to keeping out a bit of snow is a fuck-off massive piece of tarp, then why the hell did Wembley Stadium cost 800 million quid to build? For that kind of cash, I wouldn't just expect the roof to close, but I'd expect it to arrange friendly, sort sponsorship and answer my emails as well. Still, it can send tweets, so I guess that's something. The VAR, the stadium lines and the snow which made it hard to see anything really did make for a complete spectacular shambles of a game. Still, it's Delhi Alley that I really feel sorry for. When you can't see the lines on the pitch, how the hell is he supposed to know whether he's diving in the area or not? That's one part of North London covered and I feel like I should be leaving the other side of North London alone right now. I mean, they've suffered enough at Arsenal, haven't they? But there is just one aspect of the Gunners tonking from Man City that we need to go back to. And I'm talking about the one in the cup final rather than the one in the midweek Premier League fixture. I know, there's so many. It's difficult to keep track. Whilst I encourage you to show any Arsenal fans all the compassion and support that they need during this very difficult time, I also need to open up those old wounds one more time because of some fantastic crappery from the Daily Express. Let me introduce you to Dave Frimpon, or as he's known on Twitter, Frimpon Online, who was so angered by Arsenal's showing in the Caribou Cup final, he posted this angry, quite funny, F-bomb loaded video on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck off with your shit! <laughs> this team's dead! McGoom! Go, DT, go home! Get out of here, bruv! Nothing wrong with that. Just a fan sharing his views on a game. But not for the Daily Express. Never one to let facts stand in the way of a good old story, the tabloid newspaper reported on that video with this headline. Arsenal flop Emmanuel Frimpong in foul message video. But it's not, is it? It's not Emmanuel Frimpong. It's Dave Frimpong. And although I'm sure that if Emmanuel wasn't still happily enjoying a professional football career in Cyprus and indeed wanted to post abusive videos about Arsenal, Dave would be just the kind of pseudonym he'd probably come up with. But just a quick look at the video shows you it's not Emmanuel Frimpom. The only similarity between Emmanuel Frimpom and Dave Frimpom is that they're both black. Oh, you've not, y you haven't, have you? Anyway, at least Dave saw the funny side. <laughs> Express newspaper! I'm not a manual Frimpong, bruv! My name's David Frimpong! We don't all look alike, you pussyos! Man's got the same name, innit? Well said, sir. I think we need something a little bit lighter to finish this week's show with, and that lighter thing is the beautiful sing-song voice of Angel Ranghel. I don't know about you, but I have never heard the Swansea defender speak before. So seeing him chatting on Match of the Day this week was absolute pure joy. Because he has the most beautiful Spanish-Welsh accent you've ever heard. The back five from Sheffield have been a bit too comfortable. Everything is in front of them. So I think we need to speed up a bit more with the ball and, and try to obviously uh, create more chances. It's sensational. 
If an episode of Fireman Sam ever needs an appearance from a long-lost Spanish cousin, I know exactly where they can find the right voice. Sam is the hero next door. That's it for this week's show. This was On The Left Bite. Bite. Not On The Left Bite. Oh, that's a mistake from Jim there. And the referee is calling for a video review to see if there was an infringement. Let's take a look at that again. This was on the left bite. Bye. Yes, he's clearly said bite instead of side. Obvious error. He will no doubt be punished. The video ref is coming back with an answer. Here it is. Inconclusive. What a waste of time. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes as soon as they're ready. You can do that in the app you listen to by clicking subscribe. You can do it on iTunes. Or you can find loads of ways to listen at our website, www.ontheleftside.co.uk. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Anthony Gimley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.